And I'm going to say good night and go blue. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat? them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, I'm happy to tell you. I'm also happy for R. Rolf's effort to do the show for me last week when I wasn't feeling well. Thank you so much. Feeling good now, especially because we've got a double-stuffed holiday coming up. Thanksgiving and Hanukkah at the same time this year. It's all very exciting. Thanksgivinga is what they're calling it. What do you mean you're tired of it? No, you're not. You're not. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna love the music on this show. Honestly, you should know that this is the first time that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah are happening at the same time since Thanksgiving was proclaimed a U.S. federal holiday in 1863 by President Lincoln. It's been that long since Thanksgiving and Hanukkah would happen at the same time. The next time, Thursday, November 28th, will fall during Hanukkah, will be in the year 79,000. 811, assuming the Jewish calendar is not revised, according to one quantum physicist. I'm reading this on Wikipedia, or Wikipedia, if you want. It's got six references, so it's definitely true. Now, Wikipedia has a whole page on Thanksgiving. If you have lots and lots of time in your hands, you might take a take some time to look. It's pretty well referenced and pretty well detailed. It's kind of funny. Thanksgiving is described here as a pop culture portmanteau neologism. Apportmento neologism, don't you know? It means it's got uh, two words combined and it's new. That's another way of putting it in, in a less fancy way. So we can say this is a thanks portmanteau neologismica, kind of a celebration on Pandora's Lunchbox today. But first of all, let's combine two things and see which one wins out. Applesauce versus sour cream. What do you think? Now, I 
Oh, yeah. That's the Levees. No, the Levees. L-E-E-V-E-E-S. And from their album Hanukkah Rocks, that is Applesauce versus Sour Cream. They might be Gentiles. I think not. The Levees have a couple of other fine songs on this Hanukkah Rocks album. We may play more, including Gelt Melts. We'll see how that goes, though. Time is a waste, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, which is also on WCBN.org at the same time, you know. Now, there's an exhibit at the Hatcher Graduate Library at the U of M I want to tell you about called American Foodways, The Jewish Contribution. It's actually been going on for a few months, and it's going continuing now through December 8th. It's at the Audubon Room and North Lobby in the Hatcher Graduate Library. It says here, America has a rich history of Jewish cooking and eating with a recorded history dating back to 1660 in New Amsterdam. Each item in this exhibit was carefully selected from the collection to represent a specific trope or experience from Jewish culinary practice in America. The exhibit includes Jewish-American charity cookbooks representing all 50 states from the Longoni Culinary Archive at the University of Michigan Library. Many other treasures are also on display, including the first Jewish cookbook published in America in 1871. Original early works will be on display in the Audubon Room with examples of 20th and 21st century items in the North Lobby cases of the Hatcher Library. We talked earlier about Hanukkah in the year 79,811. I don't know if there's any of that on display yet. That may be forthcoming. But the exhibit is at the Hatcher Graduate Library now through December 8th. It's on Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 to 7. It's called American Foodways, The Jewish Contribution. Speaking of food and culture, which is what this show is all about, there's some Michigan food news for you. This, this story is from Jake Neer of the Michigan Public Radio Network. The Michigan Department of Corrections will be required to offer meals that adhere to prisoners' religious beliefs. That's under a court-approved settlement with the Michigan chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union. Michael Steinberg of the ACLU of Michigan says, Thousands of Muslim prisoners have been forced to eat food that violates their beliefs. The settlement will also allow prisoners to celebrate religious holidays with group meals. The state already allows Jewish inmates to request kosher meals and celebrate Passover. Other Michigan food news. Yesterday, activists held a rally at Kellogg headquarters in Battle Creek to urge the cereal company to stop using palm oil in its products. Much of the world's palm oil comes from Indonesia, where rainforests are being destroyed for new plantations. The forests provide hunting grounds for the Sumatran tiger, which is on the verge of extinction. Only about 400 are believed to be left. A group called the Forest Heroes Campaign led the demonstration at Kellogg headquarters. They delivered thousands of petitions and letters to Kellogg in a giant cereal bowl. Among the participants were activists dressed as Kellogg's mascot, Tony the Tiger. The petitions asked Kellogg to stop using palm oil and not to deal with companies that destroy the habitat of the Sumatran tiger. That happened yesterday. And on today's show, we're going back and forth, perhaps between Hanukkah and Thanksgiving, or maybe one or the other, or both. I should mention that some very exciting commemorations coming up for this. Uh, the Mayor Thomas Menino, Mayor Thomas Menino of Boston, says he will proclaim November twenty eighth Thanksgivinga, saying through a spokesman, "This is a big deal, a once in a lifetime event." This is, gets even better now. Massachusetts State Rep- Representative Louis Kafka and a local rabbi are planning to host a gathering close to Thanksgivinga that will include a turkey-shaped menorah 
to give to fellow representatives to put in the Massachusetts State House. Why are we not there right now? I don't know. But in the meantime, Thanksgiving, I just want to say thanks, okay? What would you have me do? What would you have me do? What would you have me do? Seek out some wealthy patron and crawl like a clinging vine up the lordly tree, rising by deceit and trickery instead of my own strength? No, thank you. Imitate what others do and dedicate my works to the rich in the hope of arousing a smile of recognition from some sterile face? No, thank you. Breakfast every day on insults. Wear out my knees and warp my spine with endless bowing and groveling in the dust? No, thank you. Become a master of hypocrisy and opportunism, never letting my right hand know what my left is doing? Burn incense for some glorified idol of the day? Pull all the proper strings? No, thank you. Shall I become the captain of some literary cult by writing stupid love songs for wealthy widows and navigate to success with their sighs filling out my sails. Pay some publisher to print my poems and bribe some critic to review them? No, thank you. Shall I become the high priest of a petty group of hack writers who dine together once a week? No, I thank you. Shall I build my reputation on one flawless poem and never write another? Should I scheme to get my name mentioned in the columns of some newspaper and smack my lips over the little phrases written about me? No, thank you. Shall I calculate and scheme, live in fear, make visits instead of rhymes, meet all the right people, seek introductions and favors? No, thank you. No, I thank you. And again, I thank you. Oh, I guess that was supposed to be nice. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean no thank you. I mean, yes, thank you. Pretend that was really nice, and I'm dedicating it to you. (laughs) Boy, that that covers that up really great. That was William Shatner. I like the fact that when I was typing in William Shatner on WCBN.org to type in the songs that I'm playing and the pieces of music I'm playing, I accidentally typed in William Shakespeare. I always get those two confused. They're so similar as artists and people who have influenced many, many people. That's William Shatner, which is, uh, we have now created a portmanteau neologism called William Shatspear. Yes, it's kind of like Thanksgivinga. Holy moly. Um, That was theme from Cyrano from William Shatner's The Transformed Man. I hope that you have been transformed by that in a way that's to your liking. This is WCBN. Coming up at 7, it's Arwolf and Face the Music. I believe more songs from years ending in the number 3. I believe so. Now, the U.S. Census Bureau has some extremely important information. I've just looked this up and needed to share that with you. About cities named after Turkey and Cranberry in the United States. How many places in the United States are named after the holiday's traditional main course turkey? That would be four places. Turkey Creek, Louisiana, was the most populous in 2012, with all of 440 residents, followed by Turkey, Texas, with 415, 
Turkey, North Carolina, with 295, and Turkey Creek, Arizona, with 294 residents. And the creek flowed with turkeys. Uh, right. There are also two townships in Pennsylvania with turkey in their name, Upper Turkey Foot and Lower Turkey Foot. Middle Turkey Foot could not be found. Please note, it says here, that the Turkey Creek, Arizona population total actually pertains to the 2010 census. Please note that. Now, as for places and townships in the U.S. that are named Cranberry, Cranberry, another Chrismica, we've got another portmanteau neologism going on here, that are named Cranberry or some spelling variation of the acidic red berry. There are seven Cranberry Township in Butler County, Pennsylvania, was the most populous of those places last year, with 28,832 residents. Cranberry Township in Venango County, Pennsylvania, was next with more than 6,600. Now, you should also mention there is a town of Cranberry, New Jersey, C-R-A-N-B-U-R-Y, New Jersey, with a population of about 2,100. And then there's Cranberry Lake, New York, with a population of about 200. Again, I have to note, these both pertain to the year 2010, not 2012, as per the other population estimates. So I hope that's all very clear to you. Happy Thanksgiving, Maka, to you. It's coming up next week, and uh, a lot of exciting things are happening. And uh, yes, yes, so let's take a moment here to celebrate one of the fine foods whose origin comes from the town of Turkey, Texas. Unless the town of Turkey, Texas came after the food. Either way, this is a traditional song that me and my family always used to sing around the table on Thanksgiving. We would hold hands and sing this song.
Pass the cranberry sauce. Pass the mashed potatoes. Pass the stuffing. Yeah, boy, that brings back memories. It really brings back memories that never happened. That is, excuse me, that is Ohio Players and Jive Turkey, a traditional Thanksgiving carol, I think. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. This is from the Associated Press. The Butterball Company says it doesn't know why not enough turkeys were able to fatten up in time for the Thanksgiving holiday. CEO Rob Brenneman says it's never happened before, and the company is investigating what went wrong. But he notes turkeys are biological creatures subject to a variety of factors. Perhaps they're subject to portmanteau neologisms. But anyway, Butterball announced last week that it would have a limited supply of large fresh turkeys 16 pounds or heavier for the holidays. Like many other turkey producers, Butterball feeds its birds antibiotics, which have been the subject of concern that they could lead to antibiotic-resistant germs. Butterball wouldn't say whether it made any changes to its feed this year, but the problem seems to have come up rather recently. So that's news from Butterball just now. Also, this a very short news item from Michigan again. Just one sentence is all you really need. A woman who used cans of spaghetti sauce to simulate a bomb when she robbed a suburban Detroit bank, has been sentenced to at least four years, five months in prison. Cans of spaghetti sauce can be dangerous depending on how you use them, but I'm only saying. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. Thanksgiving is coming up. It's the first time Thanksgiving and Hanukkah will be combined since 1863. Hanukkah begins next Wednesday at sundown, and then it continues, of course, into the Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, and that's extremely exciting. Speaking of extremely exciting, there's a new CD by Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. We're going to do a little celebrating, okay? This is Hanukkah in Las Vegas. Thank you. Hanukkah in Las Vegas It's a festival of neon lights Bet a dollar and eat some challah The strip is kosher tonight there's a menorah on the Tropicana And a stripper wearing just a yarmulke Hanukkah in Las Vegas Eight swinging nights The Baruch HaTadonoi Blessing Is sung by a showgirl choir When it's time to light the candles each night Penn and Teller set them on fire All the Yentas make stops at the forum shops And the Timmis is made with carrot tops Hanukkah in Las Vegas Try the lamb chops Alibet, Gimel, Dalit Moses went to the Luxor To shoot craps with Pharaoh As he rolled the dice he said real nice, let my people yo. The cantors are playing poker. They use chocolate coins for chips. All the rabbis bet on dreidel roulette. And the casino moil takes tips. Hanukkah in Las Vegas. It's a real gelt trip. 
Well, the shamash here is the stratosphere And David Copperfield makes the latkes disappear Hanukkah in Las Vegas, Mazel Tov Sammy's watching from above I said Hanukkah in Las Vegas What's not to love? A tasteful number, wasn't that? That's Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine from the new album Cocktails with Santa, Hanukkah in Las Vegas. Oh my, that is a beauty indeed. Mm-mm-mm. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Arwolf has entered the room. He's getting Face the Music ready. That's coming up at 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, I have some chicken leftover news or some leftover chicken news. A company called Kentucky for Kentucky is making fried chicken-scented candles. I'm going to say that again. Fried chicken-scented candles. Because, right, so unfortunately, they're only making 25 of them, they say, and they're going to they're gonna go on sale tomorrow, so hurry, hurry, hurry. Speaking of uh, chicken news, the Free Times of Columbia, South Carolina, says there's some chicken-on-chicken chicken action this weekend. Their phrase, not mine. The Jacksonville Stat, Jacksonville, <laughs> the Jacksonville State Gamecocks are going to play the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I didn't know Chanticleers were, were a kind of rooster or chicken. Ava Moore of the Free Times says the Gamecocks have played the University of Louisiana Lafayette Ragin Cajuns, who from 1982 to 1999 had as their mascot the fabulous Cajun chicken. However, by the time the Ragin Cajuns first faced USC. In 2003, their mascot had been changed to an anthropomorphic, anth- oh, for heaven's sake, an anthropomorphic chili pepper named Cayenne. An anthropomorphic portmanteau neologism, don't you know? Exactly. So that's the news on the chickens. But um, yes, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Earlier on, I was playing some songs by the Levies from their album Hanukkah Rocks. We heard about... Uh, we didn't hear the Lotka, the Lotka clan. That's actually potato pancakes, which we could talk about. But we did talk about applesauce versus sour cream, which you might put on your pancakes. And how about noodles, huh? How about kugels? Or is it kugel? I believe it is plural, singular, kugel. And it goes a little something like uh, this. sure good to see you and your sweet yellow noodles this holiday.
Kind of bittersweet, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Well, that's them there, the Levies, from their album Hanukkah Rocks and Kugel. We didn't get time for Gelt Melts or Jewish Girls of the Matzah Ball, but perhaps next time, perhaps very soon, or the Latka Clam, we didn't get to that one. But just a reminder, the exhibit called American Foodways, the Jewish Contribution, is at the Hatcher Graduate Library now through December 8th, including such items as the first Jewish cookbook published in America, which was in 1871. So that's something you might consider, perhaps. It's been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least as long as that. Arwolf and Face the Music coming up in just a moment. In the meantime, I'm going to close out with a proper thank you for Thanksgiving and for you and for thanking and for Thanksgiving and for Portmanteau Neologismaka, this special holiday, which we are morphing from one thing into another as we speak. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's also WCBN.org. Thank you. Seven o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Eighty-eight point three is the measurement. It's student-run experimental radio with lots of community involvement at the University of Michigan. Thank you, Mike. It's time for face the music. Uh, speaking of mics, I wanted to send this uh, this first 
piece, this dignified piano solo, out to Mike and Gisela. I think I ran into Mike this morning. Not you, Mike, the other Mike. I was over getting some some fish for Lindy and some milk for both of us. And there was Mike. Hadn't seen Mike for a while. He seemed like a... Uh, I made my whole day running into him. So I wanted to begin by sending this out to Mike and Gisela. Uh, the palm leaf rag, it's like a, a leaf from a palm tree. The palm leaf rag, composed in 1903, 110 years ago, by Scott Joplin. This piano solo realization, made by William Albright in 1989. Let's face the music. <laughs> 